This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and today with me, as always, is my co-host, Adam Bell. How you doing, Adam? I am doing well, Peter. How about yourself? Wonderful. 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 I just got back from a short run walk. Run walk? Which was, how, yes. How long was your run walk? About half an hour. So, okay. you know, and about um about two miles. Mm-hmm. Not quite even, maybe a more like a mile, mile and a half or so. Mm-hmm. A little, little, give or take, somewhere mm-hmm. between there. Yeah, well, cool. So, yeah, that was an easy, easy little exercise for you then. Twas, twas indeed. So, yeah, no, it was fun. It was, um, so, so my girlfriend has recently started running with me. Mm-hmm. And um, she is, you know, coming along very impressively. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out the other day and I was just coaching her on heart rate training and how to, you know, take it easy and stuff. Because she'll, it's hard when someone is new and someone who, you know, presents themselves as, you know, like, I don't do anything. I'm happy sitting on the couch. I don't want to move. When this person starts moving, um, you know, it's hard for me to know, like, okay, how hard is this really? Is it, (laughs) you know, like, I can't tell how hard she's working and stuff. So I slapped my heart rate monitor on her the Mm -hmm. other day and realized that, yeah, she actually is working really hard. (laughs) So I have to, you know, slow down. It's not, she's not just complaining. She's really Mm -hmm. working hard. So, yeah. So I had to teach her like, you know, but, but on top of that, she's also pretty competitive, so she doesn't want to slow down. So I'm like, well, <laughs> this is how it's going to play out. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to listen to your body and we got to, you know, do some changes and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so I'm training her like in the aerobic zone, teaching how to keep it slow. So we did mm-hmm. that the other day, just two days ago, and she kept it up and ran her first 5k with me. Fantastic. Just like that. Easy in less than like three weeks. Yeah, it was like three weeks, I believe, from start to finish. So um, last night while she's sitting at the hairdresser, uh, she texts me and sends me a link to the uh, Boston Women's 10K and says, train me for this. (laughs) So I am now officially a running trainer, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't just play one on Uh, TV. I actually am one now. I play one on the internet and in real life. (laughs) Uh, that's usually one of your characters in dungeons and dragons right um, today i am playing a running character <laughs> yes today i am a runner and my speed and agility are super high my strength is kind of low etc <laughs> uh, but what about you what's on what's on the world of adam so we i have had an interesting week uh wednesday night my wife and i were walking the dog and she fell and broke her arm <laughs> the dog broke her arm? No, my wife broke her arm. Oh, that is not cool. <laughs> not cool. So we went to the emergency room and you know, as far like as you do. Yeah, like you like everybody likes to do. In all honesty, the merge the emergency room experience was the best one I've ever had. Um I mean, that's 
I mean, but you know, no emergency room is awesome. I mean, but we, we got right in, uh, we had to wait. I mean, we got in there at like nine 30, we left at like 1 AM, you know, <laughs> but so overall, not a bad experience. It just took a long time and, but she had a broken arm. So <laughs> yeah, I don't we, really we want him to say, do. here's a band aid. They're there. Hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> here's two advil you'll feel better in the morning so take two of these and don't call me in the morning right? don't call me in the morning so no. you know it was a hassle. <laughs> the the intro there were uh if there was any negative feedback that i had about the experience other than you know like i said it just takes a long time but it's kind of like it had cooking dinner sometimes it takes what it takes you know and they right. I feel like they did did a good job is that Everybody came in and asked the same question. How'd you do this? And you explain it. And they, then they would ask the, the questions. And then the next person would come in and ask the exact same question. She gives the exact same answer. And this, there were four different people and they all got the exact same question and the exact same answers. And I'm like, well, I mean, I, and then when, you know, it's good as a technician and a t person who troubleshoots, Sometimes it's good to hear, you know, like, oh, heard you broke your arm, heard you did this, heard you did that, you know, and then get the actual, you know, responses, mm -hmm. you know, from mm -hmm. the actual patient or in our case, the the computer user who's having the problem. <laughs> but they weren't <laughs> passing any notes at all. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a difference between, uh, you know, like validating answers that have been given and no handoff whatsoever of information yeah yeah they're like why that are you here? frustrating yeah <laughs> well uh broken arm i don't know don't don't know if you heard but uh yeah. you know just dangler here this isn't yeah. normal <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> this isn't normal yeah. uh, although gross. you know i i wondered i wondered you know it 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 occurred to me that you know a woman comes in with a broken arm with her husband their own i mean i would i was expecting some sort of domestic dispute questions i mean mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. i just was expecting it i mean i don't i don't know i've, I've maybe i've read too many cop books or whatever you know the husband's always to blame you know and uh but i wonder if part of the reason a person comes in with a broken bone everybody asks the question to get verification again because because of that. I mean, I would think they'd do the same thing with a child with a broken arm. How did this child mm -hmm. get a broken arm? You know, well, daddy shook me. Oh, oh, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That might be on the, uh, you know, yeah. Do we need to pull your uh, husband aside and ask you privately how you got this broken arm? You know, that yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, I think we were putting, uh, I think we were putting off, you know, a couple vibe both of us concerned about her, not one of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of us concerned about going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, well, that wasn't fun, but you know, I, uh, because of that, we were up till one 30 in the morning, but then the next day she was planned to bring my youngest daughter home from college, you know, help go up, take the car, load up the cars and come home. Well, obviously she can't do that. <laughs> next day so i go to i go to knoxville to pick up my daughter and it was her turn but here we go here we go 
And so That's freaking really, really mm-hmm. a broken arm and you can't, and you're using that as your excuse. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're, we are in the parking garage. We are probably 15, 20 minutes away from leaving being done. Sayonara. You know, we're going to, we're going to leave at, at like 1230 um, central time and be back home before four o'clock. And I closed the trunk of my daughter's car and she's like, Oh, my, my keys and phone are in the trunk. Oh, (laughs) 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 you know, and, and and honestly, it, it occurred to me to, before I closed the trunk to look in it, to see if there was anything of value in there, like the keys. But I was like, the keys wouldn't be in the trunk. Why would they be in the trunk? Why would they? Why would they Why be, would in the the trunk? be in the trunk? <laughs> Doesn't so make any sense. I closed the trunk and my daughter says, well, dad, my keys are in the trunk and her car, the, the, tr- the trunk release doesn't work. It has long ago seized. So I'm trying to pull, you know, I'm like, okay, well, we'll go through the back seat. Oh, well, the, the seat releases are in the trunk. So you got to be in the trunk to release the seats to move them forward. The uh the the trunk cable won't open. So I am I'm no. going up there and I'm like prying on and it's plastic. And I'm like, I know I'm stronger than this plastic, but I've got to try something. <laughs> so I now, keep that sounds backwards to me. Usually you want to keep people, you know, if if you um if you've got access to the to the trunk, you don't want that necessarily leading to access to the cabin. Yeah, gangsters do not like that. They don't they don't like that. Yeah. They get out too easily. <laughs> they you know? get out too so, easily. Yeah. So that's uh, a Toyota yeah. Camry is not an ideal mafia hit car. So so which is probably why our... you just you don't see so many mobsters driving around in Toyota Camrys. Otherwise it'd be a perfect mob car. I, I would think so. I mean, Jesus. So I, right. I, I got, I, I got inside and I pulled and I pulled and I pulled and finally it broke. Um, and it, the handle actually to its credit, the handle didn't break the, the bracket holding the ball and cable, the bracket broke off, you know? And so I dig it out. I'm trying to get to the cable you know, I'm, and I'm, and I have no tools because the tools are locked in the trunk. So, all I have, she's got a pair of tweezers, which I like the tweezers won't pull harder than my fingers. I mean, pulling on this thing. And, uh, so we call AAA. like, okay, well, need a locksmith guy comes. He says, he calls, he's on his way. He said, dude, I'm not a locksmith. You know, I can, he said, I'm, you know, I'm a mechanic, but I'm not a locksmith. And He's I like, could well, jump call. your jump, you know, jump your battery or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Well, let me let me try to get you a locksmith." I mean, and it's our we've already waited an hour for a locksmith who who didn't even call. It, we waited an hour and hadn't even gotten a call, so I canceled with them. Called AAA, and um, they he he calls back and he says, "You know what? I'm just gonna stop by and give it a try. Let me see what I can figure out." I'm like. Okay. I mean, sure. You've got sure. tools. I've got some ideas, you know, cause I, uh, I've done some research online. I'm thinking, you know, one of the things that I found was 
how to possibly pop the latch of the seat because the seat just has a latch that locks it in place and you release it and you push it down. So kind of like breaking into a house, you used to take a credit card and push the lever and you could get in similar, similar thing. If I could just get that latch, I'm thinking, okay, he's got some tools. And so he gets in there and he says, well, I'm going to try to pull the cable. And he gets two needle nose pliers and holds the cable, pulls the cable and he gets the trunk popped. Fantastic. So we get in, <laughs> you know, thanks, bro. I mean, he really, you went above and beyond you. I mean, cause you, he's just like, I'm just going to give it a try because I don't, I'm not a locksmith. There's nothing I can do. But hey, let me let me come see if I can help. You know, so thanks. And he, he his name was Zach. So thanks, Zach. And uh, he came out and got that. And when he got done, the trunk will no longer close. <laughs> the frozen cable was frozen the other way. Now is froze back into the open position. The trunk is open, but it will not latch. <laughs> so. I say, where's your, you have any string? Ask my daughter, you have any string and all of your college stuff? And she says, no. I said, all right. No string. Where, where are there are no your, strings attached to college? No, no strings attached. I said, all right. So where are your shoes? She said, oh, they're okay. So I found a pair of her hiking shoes, which kind of have a tougher nylon cord. And so I strapped the, you know, I just reached in there, tied it to the trunk and tied it to the license plate and closed it up. And we drove home in the rain and it stayed dry. And stayed closed so there's a good uh, test <laughs> <laughs> so all of all that you know just my my wife hadn't fallen down and broken her arm none of that would have happened <laughs> that was really kind of inconsiderate of her <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah, so now now the car is at toyota it's being it's being evaluated and repaired and so it needed to be done anyway, because her, uh, her gas cut, you know, the, the gas cover, you know, for the cover of the, mm -hmm. uh, uh, whatever you call it, the knob or, you know, the gas tank plug, the plug. It wouldn't go, yeah. But that, that just stays open. So needed, need to get that fixed anyway. So I'm like, all right, well, we're dropping it off. Let's get it fixed. So it sounds like you should just buy her a new Camry. <laughs> <laughs> not for the price of a trunk latch <laughs> oh man oh well, that's awesome <laughs> broken oh, arm brother equals a broken trunk <laughs> but it's been an adventure so that was that's been my adventure since uh since wednesday you know and you can have a bad attitude at it or you can have a good attitude and uh, it's better to have a good attitude because you can keep on going. I am Congratulations. sleepy, but I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the name of the podcast. I'm sleepy, but not I'm mad sleepy, about it. but I'm not mad about it. Uh, yep. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, all right. What else we got? <laughs> well, I didn't get to comment on your, your AI, uh, you left me a voicemail. We're talking about how, um, so Congress met, do you want to recap that? Cause I thought that that was interesting. 
Yeah. So um, one of the things that I've been hearing a lot. So um, for, for example, uh, I've been listening to lots of podcasts, reading lots of headlines, and I watched uh, the congressional testimony uh, earlier this week where um, Sam Altman and uh, others uh, like the heads of uh, AI uh, at uh, IBM and uh, a professor from uh, I forget where what university uh, basically all testified in front of Congress about AI and the risks and you know etc. And one of the things that jumped out, lots of things jumped out at me, but one of the things that jumped out at me was Sam Altman, who's the head of OpenAI, said that AI is good at doing tasks, but it's not so good at doing jobs. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that assessment. And, you know, cause like I tried, for example, using, um, uh, auto GPT, which is supposedly, you know, a way it's an add on, which is supposed to make chat GPT be able to do jobs where you give it a big task and it'll think about it and it'll go surf the web to do this and that and the other. And I've seen some impressive demos, but as I've said before, all I've managed to do with it was, you know, like double my monthly open AI API bill <laughs> and get zero value out of those. But I concur that, you know, when they say that it's good at doing tasks, but not jobs with an asterisk, and that is if your job, if all you do for your job is a bunch of tasks mm -hmm. and you don't really have the visibility or, you know, the perception of where you fit into the big scheme of things, mm -hmm. you're just doing tasks and you will lose your job. Mm -hmm. If your job is to, you know, pick up French fries from the fry later and hand them to the person at the front counter, mm -hmm. that's just a task, yeah. right? That job will go away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I see this again as a warning to, to people, to like the everyday folks. And it makes me wonder because, you know, people say like, well, AI is not going to take people's jobs. Well, I think it is right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and others people say, yes, they are going to, you know, they will lose their jobs, but then they can do other jobs. Well, there comes a time I'm wondering what other jobs are there going to be? Right. You know, if you're just a task pusher, like you're going to be out of a job. So mm -hmm. what is going to happen to those people? I'm genuinely curious. We'll just have to keep, that's consuming. what I got. We'll have to keep consuming the planet to keep them in in jobs well uh, apparently but i mean that really becomes like this you know doesn't that mean that we might be heading towards a welfare state where the people who are the least capable are essentially just taken care of by everyone else it's like we're kind of rewarding you for not being able to do anything Ooh, i'm not sure i like where this is going uh, so, I bet a mathematician could help us with that and determine exactly when that year might be. <laughs> probably a, an economist. I think yeah. an economist would be able to help. So, yeah. Yeah. There are some, you know, I speaking, I wish that somebody would come up with a model of economies working without being requirement of growth. 
without, I mean, right now, our the United States economy is based on growth. If it doesn't grow, if we don't have more people, more jobs, more houses, more roads, more cars, then our economy cannot survive. I mean, a recession, you know, makes all kinds of problems, you know, and even a recession where they're like, oh, well, it didn't go to the negative. It just, you know, we're used to 8% growth and we're only doing six and a half percent. And that's really affecting our bottom line. Mm -hmm. uh, we need a better model because mm -hmm. we, we need to find out when that number is going to hit where we're like, okay, we've built as many houses as we have population and geography. We've, you know, there are no fresh streams left. You know, <laughs> we're now living on mm -hmm. Coruscant. <laughs> Welcome to Star. I didn't know you were a Star Wars watcher. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think we've ever talked about that, have we? Wow, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm big Star Wars. We can we can philosophize. I've got books on philosophy from Star Wars. Uh I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of good there too. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Uh, so anyway, so you're saying an economy that's not based on growth. So a zero growth economy. A zero growth economy. How can people have jobs and, you know, have good quality of life without the entire economy being dependent upon growth? Hmm. I mean, so I'm not saying I'm lack not... of commerce. I'm just talking about right. not more people being put onto the planet. Yep. So I'm so I'm not that much of an economics expert, so I can't tell you off the top of my head, um, you know, but I think about things where, you know, like you're saying, transit and, and commerce, especially in between various economies, you know, like various countries, like why do we outsource such and such? Well, it's actually cheaper for us to let them make this for us, that kind of thing. So I'm just curious, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should get an economist on the show. <laughs> well, there are there are countries out there that do that currently that that they that they survive on a non-population growth. I mean, they're not like now second world countries that have turned into third world countries. Um, mm hmm. And I what well, well, you said you're there they're on population growth or, or economic growth. Both. I mean, well, economic economic growth doesn't have to be tied to population growth. I'm primarily talking about population growth. Right. More and more, more people right. consuming the earth. We we. Right. Stand, I, I'd love right. to be. You know, we're. You know, whatever the rate is, slow that down. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not anti people. I'm just like, do we all need to have ten kids anymore? I don't think we do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we ever did. I don't know. I mean, maybe back in the time with you know mammoths and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. We we've we've kind of we own this planet now. The humans do. Yeah, yeah. Well, other than viruses, maybe, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's the chickens and the insects. <laughs> anyway, I think. Okay, we, what else? We, we what have divergence. <laughs> chickens and insects. Moving on. Moving on. So did I tell you about my my old truck? My I am I am wanting we've, to we've talked about we've talked yeah. about your old truck before. So, so I've got an old truck. 
And, but what I want to do is I'm going to get it rebuilt this year. So there is okay. a company out in Vegas and what they do is they, they focus specifically on old Chevy trucks and they, you give them your truck they give you back a daily driver truck with your front. You mean the, the body that you had with new glass, new interior, new engine, new transmission, new rear end, safe front end and brakes and air conditioning and heat and the gas pump, gas tanks are in safe places. And you now have seat belts and, <laughs> and mirrors Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and without changing the entire character of the truck. I mean, technically you could, as a car, a car owner, you could change it as much as you want. But me, right. I want my truck to still look like a 55 Chevy truck that hasn't been, you know, pimped out where, you know, the roof has been chopped and the wheels are lowered and I can bounce. I, I want it to look like brand, brand new carbon fiber body. And you know, yeah. Yeah. Not, I want it to, what you're going for. Okay. No, I want it to look like a cherry version of what it was. I mean, but there's something it, my truck is not a safe vehicle to drive. Um, it is, I'm, I'm slower to accelerate. I'm slower to brake. Um, and you know, my turns are not, you know, I can't, I can't, I don't have the movement that other cars do just regular cars. Like, a, you know, the Toyota Camry will completely outperform my truck and I am actually dangerous on the road. I'm a danger to myself and I'm a danger to others because they're, you know, they are performing like the cars that they are, you know, they're used to braking, you know, somebody may break in front of me real fast. Well, I can't possibly slow down as fast as I need to, you know, and mm -hmm. then it's just, it's slow, it's slow and dangerous. Yeah, no, you're definitely a danger to other drivers. You know, that's the, that's the kind of thing like saying like, Oh, who cares if I drive while I'm drunk? Well, <laughs> I kind of do <laughs> because I'm on the road too. Uh -huh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, cause slow driver, cause I have to drive slower. I can only do like 60 mile an hour. So I can't do the interstate. All I've got is highway. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, and I've got to drive slow. I got to take off slow. And like I said, it causes people to be up, you know, they're thinking, well, this guy's not ever going to speed up. He's not ever going to get to 60. So what do they do? They go around me and then they cause an adverse situation because they've gone around me mm -hmm. uh, you know mm -hmm. so being a safe driver i'm looking forward to it <laughs> that's i mean it sounds like a sounds like a, a worthy upgrade if you ask me i mean it sounds like you're gonna get more value out of that than you know me like upgrading my sonos gear for instance <laughs> yeah because well i'm gonna have more or less a brand new truck the uh the bummer is it will take 12 to 18 months for it to be completed. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a little bit of a, that's a, a bit of a delay there. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, something that I really considered. And if, if I had, if I had a piece of junk truck that wasn't sentimental, this truck was my wife's grandfather's truck, you know, and he gave it to okay. me. And I'm the second owner of a 1955 Chevy truck. I mean, that's <laughs> so 1955. Yeah. 1955. So that thing is as math 45 plus 68 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That thing's ready to retire, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's ready to retire. Yeah. So yeah, it's going it's going to be seventy years old in in two years. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. So That's very impressive. What I but what I was seriously considering, like I think, would be a fun idea, is to make an electric truck out of a nineteen like a nineteen fifty five electric truck. I so not knowing anything about that, you know, I don't know. Like, is that practical? Are there? Oh, it's, it's not practical. I mean, it would, for just driving, it'd be. It actually wouldn't be bad for just driving because trucks are really light. You know, you would take mm -hmm. away the engine. Mm -hmm. So all of your weight would be battery. And I'm in motors. I mean, like the electric motors, I don't know how heavy they are, but I imagine that they're heavy. Um, mm. But I did see a concept car out there that Ford was entertaining for 1970 Ford pickup trucks. Okay. And they were retrofitting batteries into them. And I think that that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, a fun thing, you know, of course you'd have to do something where you'd have to be able to charge at like a Tesla station or one of those places. If you were going to do it, you couldn't make it completely specialized. You kind of have to get on board with somebody's process. Right. But you're not going to be able to, to, to um, charge anything but a Tesla at a Tesla station. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> no, those are restricted. You can charge at other EV stations, but not oh, a Tesla okay. station. Yeah. Yeah. I barely see any that's other a closed system. It's a closed system. I barely see anybody yeah. uh going I barely see any systems other than Tesla charging stations anymore. Well, the others don't have the big, you know, big flashy neon orange logos. So it's not really surprising. Mm -hmm. that you don't you know see others but if you look for them they're there but definitely te tesla is the most ubiquitous mm -hmm. um i don't know maybe charge point maybe charge point is is more um uh widely distributed but what i notice the most is you know and i'm thinking about it right now for instance um i national grid my electric provider here is offering up to a 700 rebate if you install a new home charging station and i already have a tesla charging station mm -hmm. but i am thinking i will probably yank it and replace it with a new one which is generic so for my next car mm -hmm. i don't have to be you know because the mine will only work with a tesla right now mm -hmm. um but that means that when I want to charge my Tesla, I have to go through the hassle of putting the adapter on the charger every time mm -hmm. for the next however many years I own my Tesla. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, okay, am I going to get another, you know, when's my, my plan is to keep my Tesla for, you know, like five more years, basically mm -hmm. have it for 10 years. That's the plan. So is it worth it? Will they do another incentive between now and then? I don't know. But, you know, I'm like, hey, I can throw my electrician some work if he wants it and get a free charging station. I just don't know, you know, with my luck. Oh, yeah. You didn't check this box, which nullifies the rebate. Doesn't really apply to you. You're out $700 plus installation. We're so sorry. I don't want to go through that. And I even a, check. Go ahead. Do you have a charge station at your parents? I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Already got that. And I also, I just, my friend Reed is coming over tonight. He uh, has a condo down here and he also has a, a place up in, in the hometown where we grew up. And I just messaged him and I was like, 
do you have a charger at home? Yes, he does. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. So, you know, not, uh, I can't get rid of this thing. I'm like, you know, who do I know who has a Tesla who might benefit from a Tesla charging station? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know anyone else right now. Yeah. So, so how long, how long can you expect to, to run on your Tesla? I mean, it's got a, re- wait, like for years or mileage? Yeah. Yeah. Years. I mean, like how long I is mean, a viable car? People have had these things for 10 years, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I forgot. I, I read a, um, I read a, a report some time ago, but like back with, right when I was first getting it or about to get it and stuff, then saying that after like 10 years, the batteries degrade by around 10% or so. Mm-hmm. So I should still have a range of around 200 miles or so when mine's done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they could, you know, computers, you know, we, we, we talk about life cycle you know, expectancies on them. And from the time you start them to the time you're done and have a process for recycling them. So you don't have this e-waste, you know, they almost ought to think about those cars like that as being disposable and how you take a 10 year old Tesla and take the materials of that and turn it into a new Tesla. <laughs> well, I'm sure that people have have thought this through, you know, people as, as, as they say, people smarter than us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's like, uh, I'm not going to be the one benefiting from that transfer, you know, oh, like, no. hey, thank you for this. You know, we will now salvage the 15 or $20,000 of scrap parts in your machine that you just gave to us. Thank you very much. Well, um, what if they gave you like a, you know, a 10%, you know, something towards the new one, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I mean a discount, a trade. Well, isn't that isn't that called a trade-in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody thought about that a hundred years ago. <laughs> huh, what an idea. <laughs> uh, so I have a different topic for you. Okay. Pivot to change to change gears. All right. We're pivoting so, all day, so it's good. We are p- pivoting all day. I could pivot all day. Um Apparently, when I started running in earnest, I was not tracking everything using the Apple Workouts app. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what app or apps I was using. Uh... And I can't, I, I went through the other day because I went back and looked at all of my, you know, my stuff. Cause I wanted to know like, okay, when I was running, um, you know, my first few, few weeks, cause I was really curious. Cause I was trying to, you know, tell my girlfriend, like, look, you know, you're doing really good. Look at, look at what I was doing when I was running. Right. I wasn't doing much of anything or, you know, just trying to see what exactly I was doing. And I went back and my workouts in Apple health only go back or in my uh, Apple, you know, fitness app only go back to like 2018 or so, but Mm -hmm. I started in earnest, like in 2017. Yeah. You were using something else. Um, And I tried, and here's the thing. I don't know for sure that those apps even like required logins back then. Mm-hmm. So I think I very well may have been keeping them on the local machines, the local phones, which has been, I have since wiped, yeah. you know, cause I used like, I used RunKeeper. I think I used Runtastic. I might've used, uh, 
you know, there were, there was one company that makes like a cycling one and another one, you know, there's all kinds of different, different things. Cause you had different wearables um, too. Didn't you have like one around your chest? I had a bunch. I tried the misfit and I probably used their apps. I probably wrote some, you know, but, but later on I was doing those with, you know, and centralizing it all in Apple health. Mm -hmm. But I don't even know at this point, like what apps was I running back then? This is six years ago. Right. I'm like, so I've lost all that data. Me, the person who loves to, you know, record all this stuff, but I was able to find at least some record of it in my fitness pal. Yeah. But it doesn't have any details. It's just like you ran for one hour and burned 400 calories. Yeah. So that's all I have. And so I'm kind of bummed about that. And I just, I mean, I suppose if I have the backups and, oh my goodness, I do not have the patience, but I mean, it would be a huge project. Just imagine going through, delving through, finding backups that might have account information stored on these things. I I just, uh, I bet the long and short of it is it's gone. Yeah, if you wanted to dig through our messaging history, I I'm pretty sure you sent me like some things. <laughs> Probably sent you some things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, because because you would send me, um, you know, because I was using Fitbit and I would send things to you, and you would send things back in response. So yes. I think you might find some cook, you know cookie crumbs in that <laughs> or and uh, have you ever taken the time to scroll back through old messages yeah i just because... did it here for a second and i did like 10 scrolls up where it was all the way waiting and that was only that only got me to like july and and how long did it take to render uh yeah the whole time you were contemplating where those were <laughs> Yeah. And and I even one time I wanted to go back like a year and find stuff. So I wrote an Apple script to do nothing but hit the up arrow in messages Mm -hmm. and then pause and then up again and then pause and then up again and then pause. And I, because I, if you did it too many times, the app would just freeze. Yeah. And then the up arrows would actually cause it to get like in a loop and get even more stuck. <laughs> so I, it was just, it was painful. And mm-hmm. so I had that thing like running overnight and it had to do, you know, I was just like, okay, that this, no, no, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> nope. Forget nope, about nope. it. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, so I've lost most of that. But, you know, it, it, it goes back to something I remember when I was reading um, Tim Ferriss's uh, second book, The 4-Hour Body, where he mentioned, you know, like, start recording your stuff early on. Because, like, everyone I've talked to who, you know, turns out to do some kind of, you know, consistent training and stuff, mm-hmm. always wishes they had some sort of record as to what it was like in the good old days. hmm So, <laughs> anyway... Yeah. As we're aging out. <laughs> yep. There you go. I have one last thing. Okay. And then, uh, and then I think we're probably good to call it. What do you think? Yeah. I, I was just realizing the time has flown. It has. I mean, we got a tiny bit of a late start, but um, question. 
so so one of my favorite YouTube channels, mm-hmm. um, I realized only recently that he uh, has Patreon subscription and he started a podcast mm-hmm. and um, his stuff would show up in my YouTube feed from time to time. I don't remember how I stumbled across him. I was looking for something on ultra running, I'm sure. And YouTube said, hey, you might like this. Yeah. I'm going to share it with you before I share it with the rest of the, the, the listenership, but I want to get your impression of the relationship he has with his wife. Okay. <laughs> okay. So as a married man, I want to get your impression with, with that. That's all I'm going to say right now on the podcast. <laughs> all right. And then if you want, we can discuss that on a, uh, on a future episode. All right. That's coming in our next episode. We, carry over the video excellent (laughs) cool all right on that note what do you think should we take this out yeah let's take it out let's take it out so listener we oh by the way we got a lot of feedback last week about we uh, did we had like a hundred percent more feedback than we normally do yeah it was like a hundred hundred and thirty eight uh spam bot posts that were in our uh <laughs> oh, only our comments. only one of those got through to my inbox yeah well that's one th- nice thing it does it it sends the email but all those comments and everything they they just sit there so because otherwise that'd drive me nuts so but oh anyway. spam comments got it got it got it not yeah, sp- yeah i understood understood we did get some spam email or just you know hey we love your content or would you repost my health tips? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, listener, we do want your feedback. If you'd like to discuss a particular topic, then you can drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. And if you would like to learn more about us, you can do so at Paradigm Consulting Coast, LLC, ParadigmCC.com, YogaWithPeter.com, FriendsWithBrews.com. And if you're on the Mastodon, you can find at Nicolaitis at InfoSec.Exchange. You can find me at SublimeComp.com. RR Lavender Farm is now... Uh, in process on our new website it's uh coming soon a new e-commerce site and on the twit you can find us at sublime comp and with that we hit the big red button big red button to contact either us or our guests visit blurring the lines podcast.com if you like what you're hearing do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.